we really love like sterile hallways and you know yeah. really great fluorescent lighting it's just bare butts yeah absolutely but everyone <laughs> bare butts you oh because the town yeah. <laughs> yeah. hospital you've been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know no judgment michael uh, I mean, sorry guys. I guess you don't get to go to cool hospitals like I do, huh? Yeah, I didn't get the ticket for that one, but all right. Uh, speaking of going <laughs> to places, uh, I don't know. Uh, we're doing go. a Beyonce episode today. Yeah. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Why don't you come over and talk about it? All right. So, uh, as you heard, we, you know, we don't know each other from real life other than the Dua Lipa concert we shared, you know, great memories at, you know, it was a good time held together. But uh, I do know that, you know, our internet friendship, we've crossed paths several times and every single time it's like, you should come on my podcast. Like, or you've said, why have you, why don't you guys do Beyonce episodes? Why don't you guys do Beyonce episodes? And I've said, we don't have the like, taste level that we need to consume Beyonce. We did a bidet, bidet, uh, as Andrew said, bidet several times. Bidet. And that episode was fine, but I think it would have been better if we had a, sorry to knock my own podcast, but it would be better if we had more of a mm, entryway for Beyonce, right? Like a fan. I yeah exactly I know Beyonce if I didn't know like that'd be crazy if I didn't know who Beyonce was or of like, course know most of these songs like I'm listening to this album and I'm like uh-huh 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 like it's all the hits right but um I don't think I have the like Beyonce appreciation that I would like to have you know yes so that's fair that's fair where are you coming from with uh, your history with Beyonce that is I mean I don't know if we have enough time to answer that question <laughs> I'm coming from um, the second that I remember, or I learned who Beyonce was, it was 97. And I was at my barber shop called Harlem Nights. Um, it was not in Harlem, so Oklahoma City. And I had like a salon in the back. So all the guys were in the front getting their haircuts. All the girls are in the back, like, you know, getting their hair done. And of course I wanted to be in the back with them. And, uh, on the TV in the front, it was showing like a biggie music video. And I was like, I don't want to watch this. So I walked back there where my mom was and it was showing, um, bills 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 music video and i was transfixed i was like who are these women who is this person and i have been a stan literally ever since from the age of five you said beyonce kelly Rowland, that other mm-hmm. girl i love these two <laughs> ladies kai and i were what? just talking about that we were talking about <laughs> destiny's child we were like we don't know like we were like kelly Rowland, beyonce <laughs> Latoya La and Latavia. Those were whenever they were a foursome. And then, oops, got the boo. And then we got Michelle. And then Michelle was great. Latoya and Latavia, they did their thing when they needed to. That, that's the thing with uh, with Destiny's Child is like, 
you know, Beyonce is kind of the breakaway to some degree from Destiny's Child. I mean, Kelly Rowland has had a great career in and of herself, mm-hmm. but it's not Beyonce's career, you know? No, but I think it's always like a, a little bit of a shadow thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like people know them together. And so whenever Beyonce's first, they're only going to compare Kelly to her and not Kelly for her own merit, which Kelly's vocals are ridiculous. Yes. You mm-hmm. can see any pop girl under the table, right? But when you're compared to Beyonce, like that's such an unfair standard. So she doesn't get a chance to, or she does now, but you know, back then she didn't really get a chance to be unique because everyone would always be like, oh, well, this is not crazy in love or, you know, this is not B-Day. Which I'm sure they like would hate like the comparisons, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's tough to be in the shadow of Beyonce for sure. Of course. I mean, of one person to be in the shadow of, that's not cool. Right. That's a shadow. <laughs> the sun never shines wherever that shadow no. light is. No. Where you were never out of it. Sorry. No. No, no comparison. No, you, you really can't do it. And see, for me, I don't really have like a first memory of Beyonce like that. Like I kind of am like, she just always kind of been in the zeitgeist for me. Right. Um, which I wish there was like a standout moment where I go. Oh, I love Beyonce. My favorite Beyonce songs, like people get PO'd when I tell them, like, I think School in Life is a really fun Beyonce song. That's like, I just think like when she goes, leans into the like fun that she can do, I have more fun with Beyonce. But when it's like, but she's being a little too, there could be like a level of self-seriousness with Beyonce that I can't quite hop on Grasp board on. with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> I don't respond to it as much. Heavy because, Beyonce is heavy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It can be a lot. A lot exactly. Like I remember watching Lemonade and be like, "That was really powerful." I will not listen to this all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I'm not trying to be depressed. I just kind of want something to you know while I'm doing my laundry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, I need music I can cycle to, or like n- no other music, basically. Right? Like I don't need anything <laughs> yeah. else. Sean, what about you? I know we've kind of hit in history before, but. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, it's kind of the same thing. I don't really remember where I first, like, got into Beyonce. Like, it's one of those things. I remember, I think, the first time I sat down and listened to Beyonce was, like, I had a Grammys compilation CD, and I think Halo was on there. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I was, like, oh, this, like, Beyonce. Yeah, I'm, like, listening to Beyonce. And, uh, but then it's, like, you know, you heard the hits growing up, like, early 2000s. I knew, like, yeah, like, Crazy in Love, um, is it irreplaceable? Is that the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you, you, the thing with Beyonce, it's like, you know, the hit, it's kind of like the Beatles. It's like, it's so ingrained into the culture that it's like, you hear a song and you're like, Oh yeah, it's Beyonce. Like everybody knows that's Beyonce, yeah. but yeah, I don't know her. Mu- I guess her music never, like I never grasped onto it really. Um, but I was, I was kind of pleasantly surprised with this album because it was kind of a change of pace for her. Um, mm-hmm just in that like darker moodier kind of stuff which i unlike michael i kind of i kind of like um yeah the like sadder darker stuff um but i do this was this album was like a nice mix of everything well, um, the, like this was kind of a turn in beyonce's career too where she mm-hmm. wasn't doing as much pop and more oh, yeah. more going into the beyonce that we know now right well like, I was gonna, this is like right around when she i think in an interview she was like yeah i'm tired of the like I want to get sexy basically. Yeah. It was great. And it, yeah, she's starting to tackle more like marital troubles or, you know, stuff with Jay-Z. Um, and, and I think that works to the benefit of her career. Like on listening to this album, these are the songs people still know. 
right? Mm -hmm. I don't think necessarily like if I busted out Halo, like at a party, I don't know people are going to like turn up for Halo. You know what I mean? No. (laughs) I I once busted out Halo at a party. (laughs) Karaoke to it. Halo is for like dentist offices and right CDs. right right like it's a great song but it's it's for it's the adult listening that you hear you know whenever you're at a dentist office yeah it's not really the song where i'm like oh yes this is what i want to rock out to sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's 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 too pop it's too radio it's too like it doesn't have really an identity to it like oh, no. the rest of her music. The, form- the formula worked for that one, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. just she, like she was a uh, chorus. She did the whole thing, and yeah. it was an anthem, and it sounds like already gone by Kelly Clarkson. You know, <laughs> which if I want to listen to like you know industry music, I'm sorry, Kelly Clarkson is my vehicle of choice. Like 100, 100. <laughs> Give me a formula. It's great right. for listening. I mean, that, that's why like that's why Kelly Oki is so successful on her TV show. It's like, <laughs> yeah. do, I would love to hear Kelly Clarkson sing any song. Yes, please. Literally any song. <laughs> In the most yeah. unhinged like mashups, but I'm like, you know what? It works. Yeah, and she so, sings like one minute, and then she sits down. She's like, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her interviewing uh, the All-Star 7 Drag Race cast. Shea Coulee, Evie Oddly, Jinx Monsoon. Not Jinx Monsoon. No way. I forget who it was. But she 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 called Shea Coulee. Like, I like, in my mind, these are like two worlds that never like touch each other. Like, they're so <laughs> close to each other, but not really. And she was like, Shea Coulee is how she said Shea Coulee's name. And I was <laughs> like, it's like technically right, but it's not... Like something's not. weird. She's like, Shea yeah. Coulee. Monsoon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you look so beautiful, Shea Coulee. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm a drag queen no. meeting Kelly Clarkson, I'm like, thanks, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Keep on singing. <laughs> I need to go look at that interview right after this. I had no idea that was a thing. That's how it's it's a little hard to watch. I mean, it's nice. I'm sure. It's- I'm here. Interviews are always a little bit uncomfortable to watch. Okay. So, you know, you know that vibe as, you know, we're all gay here, so we. I'm gonna say that, tell the story that we can transition back into Beyonce. I'm sorry, but you know, like when you're at like somewhere and some lady gets like too drunk and is like, "I'm so like proud of you. I'm so glad you get to be yourself." Like, mm-hmm. and it's like that's kind of the vibes Kelly Clarkson gives. That it's like, <laughs> "Thanks, I am good. I don't need yeah. this right now from you, yep. but I appreciate it. I I would tolerate it from Kelly Clarkson. She's given back to the community. <laughs> no, I. <it's, laughs> I like it. I'm never going to say no to it, but I am going to be like smile and wave, smile and wave. You <laughs> smile know? and wave and back away slowly. <laughs> yes, yes. Because that lady is looking for a new be- best friend and I would not like to be that person. She'd so, have her bachelorette yeah. party at like a, a drag bar or something and oh, 100%. all her friends. And- I mean, it's my special day. <laughs> <laughs> we love her. We love her. Yeah, we do love her. We, we all know her. We all love her. I have a couple mm-hmm. of friends who are her. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it works out. It works out. Um, it works out much like, you know, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland's careers. <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah. everybody else. So, um, this album, I remember, uh, this is Beyonce's self titled. We're, we're talking about the platinum edition just because you can't talk about it without talking about some of the disc two tracks, but oh, yeah. we can, we can skip a couple of remixes as we, as we go through, but, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, those are some low lights actually for me. But something. Those are something. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a little too long with the second second disc, I will say. Mm-hmm. All at once, all one sitting, a little hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but she surprise dropped this album on iTunes with the visual mm-hmm. album in 2014. It was kind of right around the turn. I grew up homeschooled. I grew up very Christian. I was not very keyed into pop culture until for some stupid reason, my parents bought me a laptop and I unlocked my full, you know, gay culture c- consumption that I really much, had in much me. Much like Charlie XCX, you unlocked it. No, lock it, lock it. Got the key. <laughs> did you say, did you say 2014? Because it was 2013. Oh, 2013. It was, in, it was in December though. So it was like almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was, mm-hmm. I, I was reading off the date of the platinum edition from spotify but oh, it was that christmas gotcha. right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so right before that mm-hmm. surprise dropped that time and then she went back to you know being a mom to blue blue at the time mm-hmm. um anyways all that being said she kind of has done this a couple of times and beyonce is one of the few artists who i think could truly pull off a surprise release like no no promo no build-up like you know, I love Charlie XCX, but her build up to her most recent album was eight months long. <laughs> if she had surprised released an album, I guess who would have listened to it? Just just us, you know, like just yeah. us. So I mean Beyonce yeah, like pioneered she pioneered the the surprise release. I mean, obviously she wasn't the first artist in history to ever do it, but she certainly was the biggest. And yeah. in that way of no physical copies, right? It was like a purely digital drop at that midnight on the 12th and so i guess technically the 13th um and i think that's what made it so like monumental because no one's ever done that at that level of stardom before it's always the promo the singles the you know one or two music videos and then ooh, here's the you know sparkly product and go wait in line to pick it up and it's not like the industry standard a little bit yeah oh yeah for sure and it's not like this album doesn't have the single potential right like Mm-hmm. we know the big songs from this album right like drunken love 7-eleven like those I are i really thought they were all singles like i did not know this was a surprise album i was like oh yeah these songs were all released as singles i think so they i didn't know that were subsequently or at least got enough traction that everybody know them but not as like pre-album sort of the typical album rollout structure yeah. you know partition even you know so uh I, I think that's so interesting. And I think that if there's like some mathematical equation, that's like uh, largeness of the artist versus like earliness of doing a surprise release, like Beyonce has the greatest like result mm-hmm. of that equation for sure. You know? Oh yeah. So uh, I think that works great. And it starts. Um, yeah. I, I think you can probably just hop into kind of impressions of the album. Sean, am I missing anything or anything else we want to hit? No, I mean, we can, it? I mean, Andrew's not here. We can go wild. I know. Um, <laughs> Andrew is usually the guy. I'm, I'm usually kind of BS in my way through this podcast. There have been <laughs> definitely episodes where like, uh, it's like, what, what do you like for this song? I'm like, I, I, I like the beat, you know, I, I like the beat. <laughs> uh, no, I think like themes, impressions. Oh yes. Kind of Let's talk themes, impressions. Yeah. So no. Sean, for you, what are some themes and impressions from the album? Uh, I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit already, but, this is her like moving into getting a little more sexual with it. Um, mm-hmm. She kind of said, you know, she felt like she, I can't remember how she phrased it. Like she was, she was a child, like a, a role model for young girls for so long, I think is what she said that she was like, I feel like I've kind of 
paid my dues and I can speak about sexuality and change the narrative, I guess, a little bit. Um, I feel like I've kind of earned that. Sometimes I wonder about the whole idea of role model for young girls that to me that jumps out. I mean, obviously I don't know Beyonce, but that jumps out as like the media training answer. Cause when you really look at it, right? Like she started with Destiny's Child when she was 15 and went through all of that and all of her solo albums before. And there's nothing in any of those albums or the content of their music that I would say is child friendly. It's not child unfriendly, sure. but right. I think that, you know, a part of the, the strategy of how she was marketed was being a bit ageless because you watch a Destiny's Child music video and you watch a music video from B-Day and you don't necessarily think you're watching a 16-year-old versus a 25-year-old. She just kind of seems ageless because I think whenever she went out, jumped out the gate, it was very much, uh, we don't want, I, I'm sure her parents, you know, her dad was her manager, didn't want to make her a child star and have to weather that transition. Just have her talking about things that all young women or young teens talk about it just it's been considered adult material so i think with self-titled for me it just felt like it was the way for her to do it um in the biggest way completely self-managed because you know she fired her father as her manager before the four album um and that album you know was very thematically different than everything she's released before but i think this was the first time where she's like okay i own the um, production company and the creative direction and everything like I am the president. This is 100% my vision. And there's no other voices at the table, which is why I think it came off so differently than a lot well, of her other. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that why a lot of four is so poppy and like half of four is really like, you know, it's that transitionary album because a lot of it, she was like, I don't want to do this type of music anymore. Like, I don't want to have to do, you know, end of time or run the world like for the rest of well, my career. Right. I well, no, because four was the first time she ever managed herself. Um, so the no, that, I am Sasha Fierce. Wasn't um, there still like runoff from her dad's management, like in that album? Wasn't that during the production of the album, or am I wrong on that one? I so thought I, I remembered that. Sorry, I, I, I'm not for sure, right? I'm not okay, sure okay. what what songs were in for which era. But I mm -hmm. always first saw it as okay. I fired my manager, so here's my test run of how I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. And when you do that, you always kind of play it a little bit safe, right? Like your very first apartment isn't going to be a penthouse, right? You need to make right. sure to know that, like, okay, I can like afford this and you know clean it and heat and cool and all that shit. And so it's like I would I see four as okay. I'm going to talk about intimacy and relationship and love and monogamy, and I'm going to add some brassy elements. I'm going to like totally go out of what's radio friendly or popular. Like everyone was listening to like. Kesha and you know Zed was you know producing every single track and she's like I'm gonna put a saxophone and a you know jazz quartet and so that album didn't get heavy radio play because that's what people weren't listening to but I think that was a part of the rebellion right is that I'm no longer managed by this machine I'm gonna take matters into my own hands and then self-titled was what I envision as like okay now I'm doing it fully under my own subsidiary of Columbia which is Parkwood Entertainment totally her, and like created agency or production team or whatever you call it and it being you know just her name is very emblematic of you know stepping, oh, stepping up stepping into a new era yeah this album iconic. is wild like it's the is, most iconic thing <laughs> yes i i read something in preparation for this album that she her like the music uh, or the uh artistic director of the album cover took like 400 submissions and then just this was the first idea and mm. just was like let's keep the first idea like and <laughs> yeah. it's it's iconic it's iconic i mean i remember because when it dropped this was that was technically the 13th and it was that late um that late 
night on a Thursday. And I had just finished my finals because this was like my junior year of college or something. I finished finals that morning and I've come home uh, back to Oklahoma City because I went to college out in California. You remember the days where you have to like update your phone and like plug it into iTunes? Yes. Um, yes, yes in order yes. to like back it up or whatever. So I open up iTunes to do that. And iTunes is glitching and being kind of weird. And so I plug it in. And as I plug it in, I all I see is this, you know, black text with this like pink Beyonce font. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. is, this is this what I think it is? And then I, the first thing I do is open Twitter. And of course it has gone bananas because three minutes before I open iTunes, she had just dropped this album. Mm-hmm. And having it just be self titled is the perfect way to usher in a new era. Because all you're saying is that this is me. This is exactly what I want. And I don't need a name or a theme or a subtitle to go with it. Like, this is what you're going to get. I and, love a mid-career self-titled. It's oh, very... Uh, iconic. It's yeah. just incredible. Well, and, so I'm curious, uh, is this your favorite Beyonce album? You know what? So it's interesting. My favorite Beyonce album is actually four, which I think is nobody's favorite Beyonce album, <laughs> or especially any Beyonce stand. But the reason why I like it so much is because I do not love, like, EDM and like, you know, the direction that Nicki Minaj was going or um, how pop or Kesha pop was just so electronic and kind of hard and harsh for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in college at the time. So that's like, you know, in college music runs everything. And I was just like, I'm getting a headache in every fucking room I walk into. Like, can we <laughs> stop <laughs> playing this like clanky music? And I love when the album uh, dropped. It technically dropped before I went to college but, or just right after I left. But I just was so I just love how musical it was and um jazzy and different had a little bit of West African influence and you know my family's from Ghana so I obviously love that but in terms of like an era and branding and iconic and like for the culture self-titled hands down I mean I just don't think there'll be anything like it in pop music at least for another decade or so this is like what makes her untouchable. I think she was touchable yeah. before this, but she, she yeah. becomes untouchable with this. And I, I think remains even with this, even though, you know, Beyonce's maybe like in her comparative flop era right now. You know what I mean? Like, are people listening to the Carters that much? Like, well, I would say she is beyond, <laughs> this is this is my standpoint coming out. She's beyond right. the ability of being defined as a flop because she didn't even put Lemonade, her, you know, her following album on Spotify until like, well, like 2020. Yeah, because right, like, like, no, yeah. it's not about streaming. It's not about numbers. She's at the point where she's so massive that she just releases for her fans. And it does not matter about Grammys or accolades or any of that type of stuff. Um, and so I, for me, I don't consider this her flop era. This is her, I'm just doing what I want to do. I'm raising her, you know, she's raising her 50 million children and she's right. just probably having a great time. You know? No, I, I I, honestly don't mean that in like a necessarily rude way. I mean, like just oh, comparatively, sure. like yeah. if you're going to call anything, anything like this is her era where she's not like doing the Beyonce like world tour all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's being Beyonce, the person, not Beyonce. the Yeah. Like the Beyonce, the birthday, happy birthday poster. <laughs> <laughs> of every celebrity you could ever imagine yes which we love but like does beyonce know who pete davidson is like how do they know each other you know what's right. happening there another ivy <laughs> park drop right right more athleisure okay all right right, we'll, right. We'll do it's it. athleisure beyonce which is like the that's like the speed her career is at right now like yeah, she, totally. she moved it to totally. soft clothes you know mm-hmm. yep she's trying to sit down <laughs> she's trying to that's sit it. down <laughs> that is it good for her 
Yeah. No, not $50 million house of yours. No, really. Uh, one more theme I want to hit on before we go into like highlights and lowlights of the album, though. This was before we knew that Jay-Z cheated on her, correct? This is before that was like public or did we that was in the zeitgeist but not yet known i think in the stanhood it was in the zeitgeist because you know you listen to b-day and you're like hmm resentment hmm, yeah ring yes, the alarm yes, yes. Is, are, is she just trying to talk about something different or is there someone stepping out right mm-hmm. and those themes kind of popped up in every single i'm not really i am Sasha Pierce that i can remember but you know it was there a little bit in four with start over or, or mm-hmm. i care um, and even in this album, right, you had the song Jealous. And so the, the rumors were always kind of there and like in the beehive. Mm-hmm. Daisy was always like, watch him with, you know, with one eye, like, what's he doing? So it was before the public, before she decided to dedicate a whole work of art to infidelity, which is also iconic because who else has done that? Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say non stands, no idea. Stands were kind of like, hmm. Don't know about that one. Well, had the, had the elevator fight happened yet? That was not, <laughs> not at this point, correct? That was not yet. No, no. I think that was like what Met Gala, like 2014, 2015. I remember what she yeah. was wearing. I don't remember the year. Yeah, Useless but, information that six. Yeah, Met no. I, that's why I'm yeah. like I'm like throwing my like my uh i went to my mind palace and like my beyonce room it's like a little messy but i'm like maybe you know what this is like <laughs> uh, elevator fight when did the cheating start you know toss it <laughs> up. but uh but i think some of the songs in this are, are great because they're like i don't know you know it, beyonce's career is split into different parts just due to time the passage of time right and so and like yeah. drunk in love let's i'm gonna go into highlights i'm gonna hit my one of my highlights yeah. of course Drunken Love is one of the highlights of this album. Like, and I, Jay-Z like is not one of my favorite rappers. Like, I'm not seeking out mm-hmm. Jay-Z rapping, but he's great on this song. This song is great. I can tell that they love each other on this out al- on this song. Like that mm-hmm. they're like having fun doing this together. So I don't Did you know. like the remix? I also like the oh wait, with Jay-Z and Kanye West. I haven't listened to that as much. I've mostly listened to the OG version. Yeah, I do not. I do not love the Kanye version. It's just too Kanye-ified, you know? He it's super his, Kanye-ified. His, yes. like, his, that drum sound and his whatever. And then he has that one line that's like, rump a pum pum all on your stomach. It's like, Kanye, <laughs> <"Kanye>, ew, stop. It's funny because, like, Kanye West can, like, Kanye up the drunken love, but then, like, Nicki Minaj, like, really Nicki's up the flawless remix, and I'm like, yeah, work! Like, I love this! Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she, her lines are hilarious in the flawless remix, too. And, like, That's the way so funny. only Nicki Minaj could do, but it's, like, 100%. You know, I, I think it's this. Sorry, I, I know I've got it all over the place. We'll go into highlights, but this is like when I feel like I could imagine Nicki Minaj and Beyonce working together. Like in 2022, Beyonce and Nicki Minaj do not. She has deleted her phone number from her phone. Uh-huh. She is <laughs> not. New phone, who this for right, sure? <laughs> right. Like, Beyonce's like, did you mean to text your cousin with the swollen <laughs> balls or who are you trying to text right now, Nicki? Like, uh-huh. not me. Could uh-huh. be me. I mean, Nikki has always kind of been the same Nikki. I just feel like Beyonce like tolerated her for a little while. Then was like, you know what? It's a wrap on this one. It's like Beyonce was so smart. Get Nikki. I mean, Nikki's always iconic, but get yes. her when she's iconic and at her peak. But 
course she's messy, right? I want Nikki pre getting into a fight with Cardi B at some like Hollywood tour event, right? Exactly. It's like, get her before she, she ruins the brand, you know, get her where she, everyone loves her. She's hot. Now she's opened the door for many female rappers. And now and Beyonce is going to collab with the female rappers. She's got, she's got a whole garden to choose from. It is. I, I saw a clip recently from the Grammys where Nicki Minaj is one of the announcers for the award. And she's standing next to, I don't even remember who the person she's sitting next to. And he opens the envelope and he goes, and the winner is, and then she re- leans over and she goes, buy Pink Friday on Friday <laughs> album. on iTunes. And then she my, goes, my album, Pink Friday, releases tomorrow. Give it up for Pink Friday, you guys. <laughs> Iconic. 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 And then he goes, okay. And then like goes back to presenting the award. And that's like, that's like early Nikki, like, mm-hmm. you know. You Always see that has. maybe that should have that should have Beyonce must not have seen that video yet or something like she didn't know that happened. It's interesting though that you um, when going back to Drunken Love, yes, um, you mentioned that you know you really love Jay Z's verse because it's whenever I rank all of uh, B and J's collabs, including on his albums, I love the song Drunken Love. So this is like a relative scale, but for me, it's kind of towards the bottom. Okay, um, because what I love about it is that. You can tell that Jay was in, you know, the booth with Beyonce, the booth, but in the, the studio with Beyonce, and it was a press record moment where he jumps in and just kind of starts spitting on the microphone, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all like probably bawling back and forth and really loving it. But for me, I think it's actually one of Jay Z's like weaker freestyles. I think Sean agrees. Um, so yeah, I wasn't yeah. like if I had heard if this was my like introduction to Jay Z, I don't think I would have like sought him out mm-hmm. after this for sure. I feel like I need to defend my position a little more. I just what I, I it's so memorable to me that that almost it makes it good. Like, you know, the if I do say so myself, like I do think of this as shit. If I do say so myself, like I'm never gonna, I don't really forget that. I don't forget this song. I don't forget their chemistry on it together. So yeah. to me, that's like enough. Like- yeah, it's a fun, like, kind of play on words, like, do say the drink and like, do say so myself. Yes. For me, it's like, it, it just, and Jay Z is such a great rapper. So compared to any of like the mumble rappers of today, right? It's still a great, um, uh, a great verse. Uh, but yeah, Jay Z's like, pronunciation you know, is almost too good sometimes. I'm like, right? <laughs> dial it back a little bit. Because <laughs> it's like the line I'm thinking of always is like, um, your breast is my breakfast. We go in and we be on it. I'm just like, that's, that's fun. <laughs> it, is, it is fun. It is fun. It's one of those things that, you know, while you're freestyling um, around the table, while the producer is cutting the track, it's something you say and we laugh. But did I need to hear it on the <laughs> Oh, <first> right. <laughs> That's like the, the remix, too, when he was like, <laughs> When he was like, "You a milf and I'm a motherfucker," I was like, "Okay, come on!" Like, this is like, too much. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's not—it's not like that. It's um, you know too uh, inappropriate or something. It's more of just like you're—you're you're a little bit more clever than that, Jay Z. Yeah, like, it's like you're known, known for your, yeah, you're known for like your pen, and that kind of sounds like something yes. that like you know a freestyler in college was like, "Oh, I wrote—I just wrote something." Sure. Real good, you know, <laughs> but, it, and, but it is fun. And breastuses, I'm gonna say, <laughs> not you know. I someone someone was saying I was listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about what do you call boobs? Like what what's your word every day for boobs? And someone said, oh, I I go. I go tits. That's what I, that's what I default to. And someone was like, "That's really explicit. Like day to day, you say tits." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, that's what I say." And then someone else is like, 
I say breasts and they're like, you say breasts. And then like, <laughs> once you get into it, every, every word for anything is terrible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But definitely breasts ranks low, you know? <laughs> so We love a little Jay-Z humor moment, you know, you know, he, he used to give that a little bit more earlier in his career. So it, I, I agree with you. It's fine. I'm just like, uh, come on. I don't know. Now that we're talking through it, I'm like, Brestis is, it's kind of different. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of fun. I mean, the, it seems like the whole vibe of that record was we are drinking as we're recording this and getting <laughs> yes. progressively more drunk. And that like, is perfect, right? Because like, that's what the song is about. Waking up mm-hmm. in the kitchen and, you know, surfboard and all that stuff. And so yes, it's, I was about it, to it's say a fun surfboard. song. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I live and die for that song. Like it is just so good. No, I get it. You hate that song. You hate it. Almost made you unstand. You had to unstand. No, no. I've had some almost unstanding moments. Never a Beyonce, someone Chasey, but you know, for drunken love, it's, it's seal of approval. Just on the list of B and J collabs, it's it's not on my top. Can I can I ask what's the number one? Do you have that uh, on the ready? Yeah. Okay. Also, unpopular opinion, probably, but I love On the Run Part Two. It's on uh, Jay Z's Magna Carta Holy Grail. I mean, it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful song. Like, it's a perfect back and forth between them. And they performed it on the On the Run tour. I didn't go to the second one, but I went to the first one. And I was like, wait, why am I crying? Um, it's just, <laughs> I think it's a beautiful song. I think it uh, explores both of their artistries really well. And it's a different sound than either of them have ever given. Um, maybe not ever, but in a while. Um, and so that's my number one. I, I think it's incredible. So that's look great. it up. I, on the run. Yeah, uh, I had not two. heard it. Obviously, I came in and I was like, uh-huh. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I will listen. Yeah. So. Most people haven't, but it's, I think it's excellent. I think it's hard because uh, with Beyonce, you're going to get a lot of people. This, this episode will be during our Pride Month, by the way. So it's mm-hmm. like you know, the two gay hosts get to kind of take the helm on it. Right. But it's like, uh, I am going to like, when I see Beyonce, I know Beyonce. And when I see Jay-Z, I'm like, Oh yeah. Beyonce's husband. Like, totally. totally. Yeah. And I, I, you know, Jay-Z is not Beyonce's husband to a lot of people. Like Beyonce is Jay-Z's wife to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like it just, so I kind of come into the being like, that's nice that she lets him come on some of her little song on her songs, you know, like or that she goes on some of his little songs, you know. Uh, she's like, like, oh hey Jay, want to come downstairs to the yeah. setting a track, right? He's like, yeah, okay, why not? <laughs> I mean, that's like the blue ivy method, right? Like a little bit. Hey, let's let's keep going highlights. Uh what are one of yours before? Um, so I feel like I'm just full of unpopular Beyonce opinions today, but one of mine is haunted, which was yeah. not a highlight when I first like because when I first listened to the album first of all I was also like partially in a state of shock because I could not believe what was happening in front of me and since it was a visual album like I watched it while listening Mm -hmm. to at the same time um but Haunted the second listen through I was like I have never heard a production like this from a Beyonce song and I don't think I ever will again like the combination of um uh, Ghost and Haunted first of all it was like it was dark it was a little eerie, it was a little witchy in a way that like a lot of popular black artists don't really get to be. I'm sure tons of them have tried to incorporate that into their work and their record labels are like, now people want to hear hip hop, people want to hear R&B or mm-hmm. people want to hear pop that they'll just end up calling R&B anyway because it's a black person doing pop, uh, which is ridiculous. But with Haunted, like whenever, uh, first of all, the way Beyonce sounds, um, not even depressed in the ghost half of the song. She sounds apathetic. Like 
that she has just been working and gnawing and she's reached this kind of point of like, what's this all for? Like, what, what, why me? Why, why is this happening? Right? Like, yeah, I'm fortunate, but like, what's the end game here? Right? And that whole line of like working nine to five just to stay alive. It sounds like she's being really contemplative about her position and uh, in the music industry and in the world. And then Haunted, I mean, it was just like the very end, whenever the beat kind of comes in, I was like, oh, I am being attacked mm. through my speakers. Like, it's just some of the greatest production I've heard on a Beyonce track and her voice just, you know, kind of sing songs through it so beautifully. It's it's one of my top. I love the second half of, like, of Haunted. Like, yeah. I, I was, I was like, I was walking, I went for a walk last night and was listening to it. And the second, like when that second, when the beat came in, like you said, I was like, mm-hmm. this feels almost like a Grace Jones kind of like mysterious, yes. like, yes, totally, totally. And I was really, I loved it a yeah. lot. It's a was, little long for me is the, is my, my runway with it, which I, if, when you can say it's in two different songs, kind of, that makes it a little <laughs> bit more palatable. But like when I click play on it and I'm like six minutes, I'm like, oh my God, six <laughs> minutes. I have bring back, bring back the six minute song. I'm so tired of these like two minute, 14 second, like interludes, hit clips that the girls I, are releasing today. I was I kind of getting to the same point though. Cause I was like, right at the point of the song where it was starting to get like a little mm-hmm. boring and repetitive, she kind of switched it up. And I felt like she does yeah. that a lot in this album. Of mm-hmm. like, Agreed. Right at the point, like she gives me it right when I want it, you know, like the transitions. This album sounds amazing. Yeah. All the way through front to back. Yeah. Which you would hope so. Like, again, biggest superstar in the world doing a surprise drop. Like <laughs> it has to sound good, you know, but mm-hmm. it really It's so interesting good. too. Like the first way that you interact with the album because for a lot of people who are like stands who like when they saw it first came out, the first thing they did was watch the visual album. And so the song Haunted is split into two separate videos, Ghost and Haunted, which mm-hmm. aren't even thematically the same or look the same. They're two completely different things. So then when I listened to the album the next day, I had no idea that it was 18. It's like, I think it's like 18 videos, but 14 songs on the original. Mm-hmm. I had no idea those were combined into one. You'll see the same thing with Yonsei and Partition. In my head, I think of them as two separate songs, but on the track, it's actually one, mm-hmm. which makes me think like, oh, maybe she had, as throughout the, like, the writing process, she had these stems and maybe a full song didn't come out of Ghost, but she was like, I'm not giving this up because I really love what it does. And I have another song that I could, you know, I kind of stick. I kind stick of wish the album was broken out like that then. like I think it should really, be, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wish be. that it wasn't just, because that's like partially my complaint like i don't love a two and a half minute song but i also don't love like a seven minute song you know what i mean like there's there's some balance in the middle right yeah um yeah no that's that's a good note and i didn't even realize that i'd seen you know obviously lemonade of course who like who hasn't seen lemonade Mm -hmm. i did not before like today i hadn't really seen a lot of beyonce's like beyonce visuals so yeah yeah. And I always wonder too, if it's a little bit of like, maybe even though she has probably pretty strong autonomy from a record label, even around the years of 2013, where people were getting into a little bit of shorter songs and shorter albums, I'm sure delivering an album to your record label, that's 18 songs long. They're kind of like, eh, people don't have the attention span for this mm-hmm. anymore. Right. You remember like Christina Aguilera albums would have like 22 tracks on them. And you're like, what is, I don't have. And she only has one good song too, which is the the (laughs) bar for that. What what is happening here? Um, And so I imagine that it was a strategic thing. So when people saw the album, oh great, 14 songs, that's digestible. But really she was able to sneak in a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. It it could be politics of 
album yeah. politics, but that sucks too. Just do all do all the songs. Do the yeah, you want, I'm with you. you. I'm with you. Sean, what what are some highlights for you? I feel like we've kind of talked about like the quote singles, but I really liked Blue, the closer. Like I think it's just a very sweet song. Um, I thought the like the lyrics are like the opening line of just like sometimes the wall seem to cave in, but when I look into your eyes, I feel alive. I'm like, now I'm like I'm about to cry listening to this. It's so sweet. Mother daughter, like father daughter songs kind of get to me like even the country ones i'm like this is so cheesy but <laughs> god damn it hits <laughs> um so that was that was one for me for sure um and then a lot of these songs too it's like i just i didn't realize how many of these songs i'd actually heard before like i mean partition i like i knew the title of the song i knew the song but i just didn't put them together you know mm-hmm. and for some reason i don't really know why but partition's great um pretty hurts i like the opener a lot too yeah, I would say those are kind of my highlights. Um, I don't know. A lot of these other songs I'm very like neutral on, but I'm kind of neutral on some, some, some of these songs too. I'm going to hit on. Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry. Can't relate. Sorry. Can't relate. Uh, <laughs> when you said uh, highlights, uh, I was like, hmm, track one through 14. Just like, let me say one. Let me say one. I'm going to hit one more highlight and then I'll kind of turn it over to you for a little bit more. Uh, you know, a little bit more flavor for what you think before we hit on low lights, which maybe you know, d- debate debate style. We'll see yeah. how this goes on this <laughs> one. But I, uh, <laughs> this is I'm just so uh, I have like the worst attention span ever. Like you know, got diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. Like who would be surprised? But when I was listening through this for the show, I was clicking on Blow, which I already thought I didn't like Blow because. I heard it and it was like, I love your face. And I was like, skip, boring, <laughs> skip, <laughs> like immediate yeah, skip. And it's so not that song. Immediately it starts into very, a very fun song. You know, very, it has a Pharrell remix, but I would have already said Pharrell produced the song. Like it has mm-hmm. his, his uh, stylings on it. And, uh, but it works really great. Like I think a lot about, you know, Beyonce originally sang uh, R.E.M., which is on uh, Ariana Grande's mm-hmm. um, Sweetener. And, you know, that's it kind of feels like Blow and R.E.M. were maybe like recorded in the same session, maybe. But both great, great songs. This is a great song. And Blow is just I mean, I don't know if you've seen the visual that accompanies Blow. I mean, I did talk watch about, it for this. Yes. Talk about candy for the eyes. I mean, it is just yes. so beautiful and whenever she gets to the cherry part i was like excuse me beyonce <laughs> what oh i love when she gets on our host show it just is ah it's well, and, and I, I was disappointed when i saw that because i said you're supposed to be a role model for my daughter <laughs> like why are you acting like this it's like yes liberate the women go for it do it yeah. love it I, i'm like i love can't it. believe you would work with Nicki minaj and her cousin with the big <laughs> swollen testicles and got for the vaccine you know oh, lord uh, it's too good. Yeah, Blow is Blow's an excellent track. It's fun. It's a little 70s, you know, it's a little tongue in cheek. And I, I love a, um, you know, cryptic French interpolated like woman talking sexually in the back, uh, background. Yes. No idea yes. what she's saying, but yes. like, hey, you know, it's great. How do we feel about 7 Eleven? I, so I actually love 7 Eleven. It's not yeah. a song that I would just like put on Bop. It's more. Again, Beyonce is such a visual artist. And so whenever that song first dropped, I was like, Beyonce's song called 7-Eleven, what's that about? And I looked at the video and it's the most like low budget thing ever. It's like an iPhone on a balcony and her and her dancers oh, yeah. like 
in between shows um, while they're on tour somewhere, just like, you know, fucking around a hotel. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Beyonce doesn't do anything just randomly spontaneous. It was very deliberately, you know, low (laughs) budget. But I thought it was so fun because, again, she keeps showing you different sides of, oh, this star who's so perfect or whatever. And that's, again, another song where she's just like, press record and I'm just going to fuck some shit and have a good time. Yeah. And I think it's really, it's really fun because it's Beyonce at her least serious and you don't get that too often. Yeah. I think that's where I was like kind of torn on it. Cause I was like, there's, it's so repetitive, but at the same time, it's just, it's a fun song. So I'm very like torn on how it's I feel It's fun in a it. club. Like it's yeah. real fun in a club. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if I'd sit down and listen to it really, but like, <laughs> yeah, 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 if, yeah. It, if it came on in a club, yeah, I'd, I'd bop to it for sure. Yeah. I always say it's kind of like single ladies. I'm like, Single mm-hmm. Lady is not a good song, but the video is so beautiful. It's so fun. And so when it comes on, yeah, you're like doing a little dance moves or whatever, but to mm-hmm. just put on a Beyonce song, is just not going to be the one, <laughs> you know? 7-Eleven is like part of her, like, I need to make <laughs> one song from every album has to be able to be played at like a wedding reception, like her contractual <laughs> obligation to have a song yeah. like that. I, I also really like the Flawless remix. Sorry, if we're, we're <sighs> I know we already hit on it, but of course. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I just, yeah. So I mean, who who else gets to call Nicki Minaj by her government first name? <laughs> I know. Like I she know. literally said, there's just, I remember when that track first dropped, there was like some tweet of uh, Beyonce saying Onika. And then it was like cut scenes of all these like explosions and asteroids hitting the earth and like dinosaurs <laughs> dying or whatever. Cause it was like, did she just call her Onika? Like what? <laughs> and I love in Nicki's verse when she's like, um, you want monster Nicki in Sri Lanka, right? Because during the writing, I'm pretty sure whenever they were going over, like Nikki was like, okay, what do you want from me for this track? And she's like, whatever you did on Monster, mm-hmm. whoever that was in the studio, bring her to this session, you know? Mm-hmm. Like just go in, there's no, there are no notes, there are no topics uh, off, or nothing is off topic. Just go in and talk your shit and let them know who you are. And that's what I love about that remix. It's so good. I. I think she's so great. The whole rap is so fun and clever. Like her whole verse is so good. Her line, uh, yo, like MJ's doctor, they killing me. Propofol, I hope they fall. So, but so tell good. him when it is my motherfucking protocol. So good. So good. <laughs> That's, so good. That is literally a perfect rap. It's because it's like, badass and hilarious. Like that's mm-hmm. what, that's a line Nicki Minaj can really walk mm-hmm. for me. Like you are such a good rapper. And you choose to put like corny, dumb bullshit in your raps, yeah. like you know, and it, but it works. It works so well. It's so. Such, it was such a clever mashup. I, I, there was one of the shoots. I think it was an on, on the run tour where she invited Nikki to do the the performance. I think it's the only time they've ever done it live, and it is just iconic. I think they're both wearing like Versace or Dolce or something, whatever. They look fantastic. And you can just tell at the very end, Nikki kind of breaks character because she's just like, I can't believe we're here doing this. This is yeah. so fun. <laughs> yes. This is monumental. This Aww. is huge. And so she smiles and she looks over at Beyonce. Beyonce's still giving her like mean mug, like I'm about that bitch kind of face. Mm-hmm. And so Be- or Nikki immediately like drops the smile. Like, oh yeah, listen to me. <laughs> Nikki breaking. Right that was the last time Beyonce <laughs> ever saw her. <laughs> right? She was like, nope, doesn't make the cut. Uh, that that song is so fun. That song's so fun. Um. Any other highlights you want to hit on before we transition to lowlights? Yeah, I just definitely wanted to uh, echo Sean on partition. I mean, iconic. First of all, 
the so the first half of the Yonce, right? Like Yonce talking her shit, and she always goes by B. So having this like new alter ego of Yonce, right? Yeah. All in his mouth, like liquor, like that's just so fun and cute and sexy. And then partition, like whenever that song transitioned, I was like, first of all, to name the song partition is just so interesting because it's not the main theme or the main part of the song at all, but it makes it instantly iconic. Uh, whenever she's like uh, driver roll up the partition and then she you know, goes into her whole thing with like 45 minutes get all dressed up and yes. Monica Lewinsky on all my gown which poor Monica Lewinsky <laughs> um, but yeah. she, if she got a nickel for every time she was mentioned in music you know yeah, right. she'd be rolling in it and that was again another example I'm realizing the trend I like here is when I feel like Beyonce is being really free and uninhibited mm-hmm. that sounds like you know, she went in and just started that verse as they were playing around, figuring out what the song is going to be. And I'm sure she's like, keep that cut, like keep those words. Like that was really fun. And it was authentic. Um, and again, her host shit is so fun. Like, yeah, I want to hear a song about you and Jay-Z fucking like, it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Like they, <laughs> their sex life is a wild. Like, I mean, clearly. Can- <laughs> Cannot relate, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) There is no person making me, you know, take 45 minutes to dress up and writing a song called Partition. So, you know, he's there. They're having a good time over there. (laughs) At least in 2014. (laughs) Yeah, y'all are having such good sex. You've written like 50 songs about how good you're 50 songs about it. Just keep going and going and going. I've written none. (laughs) Should we get um, into lowlights then? Yeah, un- unfortunately, we may have to transition. <laughs> I, I'll I can take the blow first. I'll I'll do what was for you, Sean, a highlight. I never like when Blue Ivy is on any of Beyonce's music. <laughs> I'm sorry, Blue is gonna have to not make the oh, cut for me. That is poor girl. Blows. I just don't. If you're Beyonce and you're like, I th- this is totally <laughs> not. If you're Beyonce, why do you put Blue Ivy like? cooing and goo-gooing and gagaing on your album like that is a child she does it's not need cute. to be on your album Mm-mm, not cute mm. it makes me like worried for blue ivy's future in a way that i like like a deep sense of like that child will not know what it will be like to grow up normal like already you don't know but <laughs> i don't know oh man it stresses me out <laughs> honestly i have to say agree it's also my low light it's my one low light mm. It's my it's my constant skip. And don't get me wrong. I think the song is really beautiful. And it's a beautiful tribute to her daughter and motherhood and that connection. The visuals gorgeous. They're in like Brazil or somewhere. Um, just looking flawless as always. I just feel like as the album closer to this collection of tracks, it just it 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 didn't it didn't it didn't feel like the end of the story for me. Sure. You know. It felt so different than her other album closers. Well, some of them, like, I think her first album, she, the last track is like Daddy, which, whatever. But, um, like, on four, it was I Was Here, which is, you know, it's like a a anthem. Yes. Right. And Lemonade, she ends it with All Night, which is a song that, like, Mm. seemingly can kind of go on forever, right? I just picture that, like, being in an intimate, performed in an intimate jazz club where they just keep riffing and going and going because... You know, the song, once it ends, it's still like up here in your head. It's still lingering around. And that's the last thing you think about about for that work of art that was Lemonade. But with Blue, I felt like the album was so much Beyonce and her, you know, in this new light. And her as a mother is also her in a new light. But I just feel like it could have been a bonus track. I just Yeah, well, it, there's no other like really, there's really no other song about 
I mean, I guess there, I guess there's like ties to motherhood and stuff, but it did feel yeah. like thematically it felt a little out of place yes. for sure. So well, I can yeah. like that. Yeah, maybe you got this baby from all that fucking you're doing. Like that's literally like the only connection I got here, you know? And it's like I sorry, like some of these jokes we edit out. So just just bear that in mind. Uh I, I we're we're trying our best. We're trying our best. Uh this reminds me of though, like there's kind of an era of music where like if you're a mom and you're a big superstar, the last song in your album has to be about your baby like it it is it's unbelievable adele's 25 has sweetest devotion on it which literally has like her baby be like ah i love you adele everyone loves you adele like it's like come on like you did not need to do this you know i didn't know she had a kid yeah yeah she has it on her newest album too she has She's had multiple oh, songs geez. where she just is like thrusting her mic into her baby's face, being like, <laughs> "On my little I love, love. Ugh, I literally on my that, little love." Like my, little, my thing is that that song could be so great, but I'm like, if I hear the seven year old child asking mommy what's wrong one more time, it's no. like, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I think the fact that they become mothers makes their art so much more interesting yes. and innovative, mm-hmm. and they get to know themselves and whatever. Like, I don't need it. <laughs> it's like, that's a beautiful Mother's Day gift and a beautiful gift for Blue when yeah. she, you know, now she's like 10 or 11. So make we're that like the best. Yep. Make but it like the best I cameo ever. Yeah. Exactly. As a bonus track, it would have been lovely. Oh, that's so cute. I, I don't really need to be a part of it. I don't, I'm not a parent. Won't be anytime soon. Maybe that's why I'm like, this baby is crying on the mic. Like, yeah. This is this is three perfect people to talk about motherhood. We have lined up right here, <laughs> right? Yeah. People who will never birth. It's just like I. It's, it's especially it's it's more of the inclusion. It's not the theme of the child on the on the record. It's the inclusion of the child's voice. Yes. I'm like these mm. these are things that I'm actively trying to noise cancel out of my life. Is hearing children <laughs> cooing, whether on planes, trains, automobiles, hospitals, and so I don't want to hear it on a track, right? I don't I don't need a crying baby. Bose headphones. This is your uh, this is your next product. Maybe <laughs> yeah, canceling headphones. I, don't do that. I, 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 I said that like you know when you're like a, in a relationship with someone and you both have or do not have kids. Like me and my me and my fiance, we have two dogs, and we're we when we first met, we were like, oh yeah, we totally want to eventually have kids. Like we'll adopt. Da da da. That's <laughs> not gonna happen. Never ever ever. And now when I get on planes, I'm like piss if it, there's a baby on the plane i'm like think about me like you didn't think about me when you'd had this baby like dummies and i i literally visited my family recently and i was i like landed and it was after this baby was like laughing his ass off at like a five it was like a red eye flight the baby was like playing on his ipad like having the best time ever but it was like 5 a.m so it was like shut up baby like it's too early to be having a good time. It's worse than crying. And we landed and I get picked up from the airport by my family. And I'm like, I would pay double my plane ticket price to not have babies on my plane. And they go, that is one of the most 20 year old things you could say. And I'm like, no, I don't think you guys really understand the root of this issue. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause when it comes to babies, I'm like, you know, what? no self-control. I can get over it. Like, I'm sure the parents want the baby to stop crying as much as everyone else does. My thing is like the older toddler that's like four, right? Like, you know, you like know better than to just be like screaming. Like I was on a flight and there's this child just like 
every five seconds asking mommy for the iPad and mommy and like, I want donuts or whatever. And there's one point where my music just pauses and I feel this small little like wet hand on my ear. Uh, the baby uh, reaches through the seats, takes out my AirPod. And I was like, gotcha. Every <laughs> In that moment, I was like, where's the eject button? Like, it's time Did you tweet about you. that? I feel like I did. <laughs> I literally could not believe what that's was happening nuts. to me. And I turned around and I don't even address the parents at that point. I was like, hi, that's not yours. I'm going to need you to give that back to me and the mom was like sorry and i was like, i'm not i'm talking to your child i'm not talking <laughs> this does not involve you <laughs> right this is between me and six him. hour flight from los angeles to new york and your child screamed the entire way and with 40 minutes left a little wet baby hand all this to say blue love you girl uh <laughs> honestly i'm gonna say <laughs> it, it probably speaks to the quality of the album where we're like you know what song is bad the one with the kid and then we can talk about like how shitty babies are for like 10 minutes i will say i also have a shitty baby story kai and i went to uh we went out of town like last week and we went to get ice cream at this place and uh we ordered and got our food and sat down and we were like should we stay or should we go like take it to go and right when you're talking about that like this family walked in this mom with like three kids and she was like okay guys we have to use your inside voices started screaming right away about like wanting gummy worms and like all this shit. And you're like, we're going to go, we're going to leave. It's Those just- parents have no self-control. Three kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, guys. <laughs> no discipline either. Me, I have two older sisters. My parents said anytime we're in public, they're like, if you so little as peep <laughs> when you are not asked to speak, we will ship you back to Ghana and you will go live with your family members. <laughs> and we were like, okay. And we were well behaved. All yeah. of us. And so I'm just like, you know, you don't discipline your child. I, right. I feel like uh, kids of immigrants really get like the fear of God put in them like oh, uh-huh. a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, I'm still my... afraid of my parents. I'm almost 30. <laughs> and they still threaten me with things where I'm like, you can't tell me what to do, but yeah, you can. So I'm still with them. <laughs> right, right. My my dad, my my grandparents came from Italy and my dad was like one of three kids. They're like, my dad's always like, they learned English to live here and you guys are so spoiled. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, oh, always busting out that card. I was yeah. like, parents are scary no matter what, especially when they put you on their albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Other lowlights, I kind of think the original Flawless is a, it doesn't cut it just because I know the alternative is out what? there. You know what's interesting about that is that as a non-Beyonce stand, did you know that the Bow Down part of Flawless was released like a year before as just like, especially just oh, put yeah. it up on SoundCloud and it was paired, it was Bow Down and then it was paired with I've Been On, mm-hmm. which uh, isn't on the album, but it's like she performed it at Beachella. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever that track came on, I didn't, you know, it was called Bow Down. So I went up very first saw flawless i wasn't expecting it to be that but then it was kind of nice because i was like oh i remember this song she dropped this like a year ago and it was kind of cool that she put it back in with the whole um uh chimamanda speech and then um mm. the woke up like this part of the song too to kind of change the narrative a bit she got some backlash for it so uh, I love this, flawless. The but. speech is great. Uh, I, I I almost don't even want to criticize any part of this album. Okay, <laughs> I because I feel like it's flawless with Nicki Minaj is like silly and fun. Flawless, the original version with the speech included is like has something to say. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. nice having those though. Those, yeah, it's, ha- it's, it's nice having the alternatives. But yeah. if I'm re-listening, I'm going to listen to the silly fun. Well, version, sure, you know, sure, so. yeah. But there are times where I listen to the speech too again because I'm just kind of like, yeah, 
you know what? Fuck yeah, I love. <laughs> I just think I just think including that in a because I had heard that TED. I don't know if it was TED Talk specifically, but I'd heard that speech before. Mm. And so as the words were going, I'm like, where have I heard this? Like I, I know this. And then once I realized the source, I was like, again, another iconic move, right? Putting a viral video and something that was a really great message, and putting it with a song about you know you being flawless, and then having the whole kind of I woke up like this part. I, I just thought it was a, a mm-hmm. clever. Again, she's one of the first to do it and one of the best to do it, too. Yeah. Uh, the Drake song is bad, too. Oh, thank That's you. That's my last, for that. last low light. I, I honestly skipped it. When Drake started, I was like, A, it's Drake. <laughs> B, it's like a distorted Drake. And I was like, I can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> I think I, I have too much like 2022 Drake in me now, too. Well, that's like, same. I can't can't do it like immediately i i can't accept it i won't accept it i never heard this song before this listen through and i still really haven't heard it like yeah. my brain i black out have you seen severance on apple tv my like oh my like any takes over <laughs> and then the song ends and then i come back to my regular self and i'm like oh that's i didn't hear that Retreat song i guess that's mind, fine Alice. yeah exactly mine is one of those songs where i listen to it and I, again, with everything being relative, like it's a good song in comparison to a lot of other songs. But mm. on this album, it's like it's not it's not even necessarily misplaced. It's almost kind of like, yeah, of course, you got to have one of these songs. You have to have Drake kind of, you know, crooning and ooing and, you know, doing his his Drake thing. And <laughs> I have to say, when I first watched even the visual album, the second I saw Drake's face, I did kind of roll my eyes a little bit. Yes. And like, this might be an unrelatable comment, but I was just like, you know, th- this, this, this song is for just the light skins and, you know, they love it. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna like, give it to them. I'm gonna let this, them have it. I, this is not a part of my culture. It's not a part of my narrative and I have no comments on it. Um, Isn't that like Drake's thing to some degree too? Like, it's like, is that his thing? I don't yeah, know, <laughs> but it's like, no, it's just like, well, who are you for? That's what, that's mm-hmm. like what I'm questioning all the time with Drake. Yeah. It's like, he's like the biggest artist in the world, but everyone I know is like Drake, yeah. like rolls yeah. their eyes at Drake. And I'm like, but you're listening yep. <laughs> or and someone is. <laughs> it's like, you roll your eyes at him. Yeah. Why do I know all the words of how I'm laying? Like, why do I know? And he creates these like sayings, like zero to a hundred or, um, you know, all the, he just has all of the YOLO and all this, like, how are you so integral to culture? Yet every time I see you, I'm like, yeah, you're talented, but why? Why? Why are you here? <laughs> like, I didn't. I didn't need you on this album, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. She gotta. She gotta reach across the aisle, and you know, for everyone who sees Drake and they get googly eyes, you know, let them. Let them have that moment. Okay. I honestly if, forgot if Yolo that... and all that was from him. Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. A real tastemaker. As Yolo stood <laughs> so... the test of time, though. Hmm. Oh, I still not... say Yolo. <laughs> You say, yeah. I say it satirically. Yeah. Yeah. Ironic. Ironic. It's much, much like my ironic love of high school musical when I was growing up. My <laughs> ironic, you know, everything's ironic in hindsight. If, if it's been longer than three years, everything I liked is ironic. Okay. My love for high school musical is not ironic. <laughs> Loki, <laughs> Loki kind of love a Troy Gabriella moment, but that's fine. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, you know, you know, when you hear or see things that you've done like two years ago, like I do a podcast, so this is going to be like the worst thing ever for me. Like (laughs) three years from now, I'm going to be so embarrassed, but you know, everything I do, I I just am like, oh, that, that was ironic. I was doing that ironically back then. Oh yeah. 
That was a bit. That was a bit. Me wearing like those pants that like zip off into shorts when I was nine years old. That was a bit. I was just making commentary. I didn't really. That was the that funniest nine year old ever. I took improv classes. I'm, I'm hilarious. You know, I should be on SNL, but I decided to be a doctor. So you know, that's why I'm doing this. So yeah, a mess. Full mess. <laughs> Um, I think I think we've kind of exhausted ourselves of uh, lowlights and highlights. Let's get into final thoughts and ratings, how this part of the show works is we'll say, you know, what we thought of the album, any final thoughts, and then we'll give it a rating one out of 10. Um, kind of a, you know, a rating scale based on the album, you know, you know, eight count. You know how it works. 10. Yeah, you know, you know, like think of a joke, say a joke, you know. Yeah. Much like, you know, you as a nine-year-old, you get the opportunity to do a bit, so. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yep. Um, Sean, what's your rating of the album? Final thoughts? Uh, I do. I was pleasantly surprised by the album. Um, just again, because it was kind of that, it was a change of pace from the Beyonce that I was kind of familiar with. Um, I think it's long, but I think she does enough to keep it interesting. Like, again, <laughs> I think the transitions are great. I knew a lot more of the songs than I thought I did. Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty solid, like solid narrative. Um, yeah, this is of the Beyonce albums I've heard. This is one of the top, I would say. Um, I will give it seven shoulders sideways out of 10. <laughs> yeah, like, like I just, my heart skipped a beat. I was like seven. Oh, well. um, okay. No, it's okay. No, it's fine. It's just a, just a C, but well, you know, I, should, it's all right. I don't know. Also, C. Too, like, <laughs> C's get degrees apparently. So, yeah. wow. it's well, it's, it's also too, like, I don't know. I'm not a, a huge, like, I don't listen to R and B and hip hop as much as I do fair. other genres, but that's fair. yeah. So, but no, I still yeah. like, I mean, it's, it's Beyonce. Like, it's hard. Hey, I'm gonna to say you think a seven out of ten is a C. That you are part of the gradingification of our society. A seven out of ten is good. It means we liked it better than we would like any old album. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just busting y'all. <laughs> I, I'm I'm aware that I am the Beyonce can do no wrong party here. Yes, so anything yes. that is I, not that's why I I had you on <laughs> specifically because our last Beyonce episode was such a train wreck of us <laughs> not knowing and not like none of yeah. us liking it and having no entryway into it because none of us like had the Beyonce thing you know so and that was that was b-day that you said that yeah we did b-day well, okay so there, there will be a re-up sometime in the future and we will <laughs> right, you're taking we'll you're code. taking my spot on the show I can't believe this <laughs> Oh, uh, luckily I have a better mic setup than you right now, so I am very am confident in my current spot in the show right now. Uh, oh, I did want to say you are a huge Jesse Ware fan, and that Massive. episode is one of our. I am just gushing on that out on that episode. I think I gave it like that is one of my ten out of tens, mm -hmm. and I remember one time I was tuning into jesse wears instagram live just because i was like trying not to focus in on work and who do i see joining jesse Ware? but you <laughs> trying to be one of the you know 50 gay men in a row coming on to say <laughs> work queen i love this album and My she most. was having no she's having such a bad internet connections and oh. i started like i was like lol like my phone and you were like you're so great and she's like i'm sorry uh, I think I think we're not connected. Uh, uh, oh, I wish we could talk, but and you're like, it's okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it 
my most unhinged moment ever. I'm literally like studying for some like med school final or exam or something. I can't even remember. And like, I had not brushed my teeth that morning. I'm like sitting like shirtless eating a croissant, like at my breakfast table. <laughs> and I see Jesse where is on. And so I just hit join ex- completely expecting, expecting her to com- ignore it. And it said connecting. And I was like, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, well, um, if there's one thing I can do is sell it and perform. So I'm going to be like, hey, girl. No, you <laughs> sold. You sold. It was, she, she was the one with the issues, not you. Not you. It was you fun until the, the Wi-Fi. Until the Wi-Fi cut out. Because I was like, I'm in Oklahoma. And she was like, what? <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah. I did a show in Kansas once. And I'm like, great. <laughs> Not Oklahoma, Not the but same. it's close. Uh, I love uh, it. That was very fun. That was very Brit- fun. To British people, America is like Texas. And then like New York and California. Like that's oh, yeah. literally it. So it's, like, it's just a giant tornado in the middle. That's all. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's kind of right anyway. I mean, also accurate. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> album ratings for Beyonce, self-titled, Platinum Edition. I like this album a lot, much like Sean. This is probably <laughs> my favorite Beyonce album hmm. I've listened to. Uh, I really like Four, though. Four is also one of my favorites. I'm As a non-Beyonce stan, I really get into Four. I really like hmm. You know, love on top countdown. The hits, the hits be hitting on that. You know, end of time. End of time is the perfect treadmill song. If you've not listened to it on the treadmill, you are missing out. Mm-hmm. Listen to it on the bike all the time. Perfect. Um, but Beyonce, first or second favorite Beyonce album. Uh, it has some really great songs, but it has a lot. In the the middle kind of dips for me because the album's kind of long. And um, I just don't click very well with the middle song. So it picks back up with, you know, Flawless and Superpower. And then, you know, takes a steep dive with Blue. But, mm-hmm. you know, you forgive what, what you can forgive. Um, I think I'm going to stick with Sean here and give it seven and a half surfboards out of ten. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's why I'm going to have to give this album. <laughs> okay, let's, mm. let's, hear, let's hear the ten. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> let's, let's hear it. It's getting sweaty in here. Um, <laughs> no furniture. 80 degrees. No furniture. Weird orb lamp behind me. <laughs> absorbing all this negative energy. So first of all, this album, Beyonce self-titled, black background, pink text, change the game, change the day that albums were released from Tuesday to Friday for the rest of the time. The no, first really? major, like only digital drop. There was no lining up at Target to get this until like three days later. And whenever she was in feeling myself, she said, what was um, the lyric where she's like, change the game with that digital drop, know where you were when that digital popped. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, cause you did, you knew where you were. Um, and, but for me, like I said, love this album, but it's not a 10. For me, it is a nine uh, breasts for breakfast out of 10. Um, <laughs> because for it, it is almost perfect, but for me to give something a 10 out of 10, it has to be no skips. And like I said, Blue Ivy, love you, girl. Uh, your ritual will ever be. I hope to one day be your physician in the future. But I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you cooing. I don't want to hear you cooing at age two or however old you are on that very last track. I think heaven should be there and then superpower should close the album out. So, oh, totally. totally. Nine breasts for breakfast or whatever the hell I said. And no, that's, that's, good. that's what I'm sticking with. Good. So now we've done we've done the ratings. We're gonna wrap this up. We'll do our. Uh, I've been meaning to listen to that, and we did playlist uh, picks where we'll put one song that we have selected uh, either 
brought about by this album or just something we've been listening to lately. And then put that on our playlist and then we'll close out with plugs. So, Perfect. so uh, before, do you want to give us your pick for the playlist? Yes. Uh, my pick, I was between two songs, but decided on one woman by little Sims. Okay. Uh, click. Niger women got the melanin dripping. L-O-N-D-O-N city girl living in the back looking like fire chili pepper. You rub a girl. Came out in 2021. And it's just great. It's just her kind of rapping about Black women, um, African women. And it is such a vibe. It's flowy. It's fun. She has a little like voicemail moment at the end because that's like the hot thing to do in songs now. And I just love it. I think it's super fun. Uh, I'll go with my pick. Uh, I got queued up. Um, as we were talking about also at the beginning of the pod, um, Kelly Rowland, I'd listened to her music a lot. I think she's mm-hmm. a great vocalist. I really like her. She released a song that I think is one of the best songs of like 2020 that no one has listened to. Uh, it's crazy by Kelly Rowland. Click. It's a great, catchy, fun song. It's a little pejorative. You shouldn't say crazy, but you know, if you're Kelly Rowland, you're you could say crazy. So uh, <laughs> I love this song. I think it's it's great. Beautiful album cover that I really enjoy. Yeah. Single, cover. so gorgeous. I want it like on a t-shirt. Oh, that would be a uh, uh, yeah. So many artists have such top. bad merch, by the way. Speaking yes. of which, I want better t-shirts from artists. Agreed. Sean, what's your pick? Yeah, uh, I I truly. So I don't think we've put this on the playlist yet. Um, we've done an episode about it, but I'm going to pick Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Hallie. Hit me with your eyes. I ain't never seen that kind of view. You walking over here. The way that it went down last when I knew. We've been talking all night. I'm like forever in debt to you, Michael, for getting me into Chloe and Hallie because I bump that album so often. It's, it's so good. So catchy. So good. Some so well best. produced like i think the, the like ungodly hour the song specifically like i think the, the production from disclosure like fits i, I think god it's like a fucking perfect song yeah the, uh, the album is like a perfect album it's, yeah it's it's only grown on me i think i gave it like a pretty high score when we reviewed it but like I it's think, only grown on me since i um, think we gave it like nines because it has one skit which is ketchup because yeah. we did not like ketchup yeah i actually like the final Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's not the album we're doing today. So don't share your opinions on that one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's my pick for uh, for this week. So love it. Yeah. That's great. Okay. And now we'll close up with plugs. Um, you can follow me at, at Lemon Taco and you can follow our show at, at IBMTLTT or I've been meaning to listen to that on all platforms. We're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on facebook uh <laughs> andrew's back on posting stuff on facebook and like, you don't, don't need know. to do this no why we're, we're on back. facebook we're not we getting are. yeah any we need to get the anti-vax crowd listening to our podcast oh, there we go. yeah <laughs> make our podcast great again i'm sorry i have to say it at the <laughs> end of our plugs <laughs> cut that out cut that out cut that out we're gonna add that to every episode yeah <laughs> cut that out so we can copy and paste it in all our other exactly. episodes there you go <laughs> okay sean uh what what do you got to plug? Uh, you can just follow me on Instagram at Diabetic Twink. Uh, I guess, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at not Baffour, N-O-T-B-A-F-F-O-U-R. 
spelled that way because it used to be my first and last name and nobody can spell my last name. So <laughs> I just started to not bath for. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at not bath. Uh, I recommend don't following me there. It's just uh, <laughs> me harassing Beyonce stands. Um, and then if you like photography, I have a photography website. Um, it's my first and last name, Baffour Tramatin, which I guess I have to spell B A F F O U R K Y E R E M A T E N dot me, M E. And I sell my prints there. Um, actually, I don't know why I spelled that. Go on Instagram, click the link. <laughs> As I was spelling, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous thing. Like, no one okay, he's um, holding up a QR code right now. This is a podcast, exactly. so uh, that's not going to work either. Also, There's we charge our guests by home. the minute. So. Yeah, everybody go over. We're pissed. Uh, <laughs> we'll go look at some pretty photos over there. Yeah, and if you're uh, Blue Ivy, uh, he has graduated <laughs> from med school. So if you're looking for a, for a pediatrician, keep an eye out. I'm also not going into peds, so it also doesn't make sense. Okay, but... so uh, you you <laughs> made me to plug in that. He'd, <laughs> he'd did, do it. He'd know? do it for you, Blue Ivy. He'd do it for you. <laughs> I will prescribe you a Z-pack for your strep throat. Promise. <laughs> He'll be Beyonce's friend. You know how everyone had that friend growing up that's a doctor who it's like, I think I have an eye infection. Can you give me a Z-pack? And it's like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be me. But for Blue Ivy, give her that Z-pack. Yeah. <laughs> you should. She's, she's, got should. A, she's got an empire to run, all right? No coughing over here. All right. Get that strep throat out, girl. You'll Got get you. it renamed to a B-pack. <laughs> I'm just dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess we close the show out on that. So, uh, before, what would you like to play us out on? Pick a song and we'll play us out. Ooh, um, pick a song and play us out. I'm going to say, let's go out on Woman by Little Sims. I'm sure, you know, we really Perfect. played the clip, but I love it. So let's play see it here. That. Play us out. make our podcast great again. I'm sorry, I have to say it at the end of our plugs. 